we are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast, and we are continuing our Black Founder Series. And on this episode, I'm really excited because we're going to uh, jump into the world of entertainment, the world of film, and uh, really get to uh, understand what's going on in that sector, what's currently happening. In order for us to do that, I believe we should bring on someone and have a conversation with someone who's actually has boots on the ground and is actually working in that area. Uh, so joining us on today's episode is Joanna Johnson. Welcome to Black Equity Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extremely grateful for this and uh, look forward, look forward to the conversation today. Definitely. Me as well. Uh, so for those who don't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your company. Sure, absolutely. So I'm Jonna Johnson. Many know me as Coach Jonna Johnson. I've been a, a professional acting coach for going on 13 years now in the entertainment industry here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm the founder of Dirt Row Paths Productions. I'm also the founder of Coached by Jonna Johnson, Inc., which is accredited training. Um, I specialize in the Chubbuck Technique here on the east side of America. Also, I've expanded recently into Africa um, and India, building two schools in those locations as well. Um, and also, I am the founder of Artistic Heights Academy, Inc., which actually just launched this year, which is more of the foundational film um, and television and theater of the entertainment industry um, knowledge and education. So um, those are my three companies that I founded so far and uh, along this 13 year journey. Wow, okay. So congratulations, first of all. Thank Some you. people are still trying to figure out how to launch their first company. <laughs> and here you are with uh, three different companies. What inspired you to become a founder? Did you always know that you were an entrepreneur at heart? Where did that first come about? I'm going to tell you, um, it, 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 it burns from um, a lot of no's, a lot of doubt um, from the exterior. And, you know, that also trickles into self-doubt. Um, a lot of my companies are addition to um, my first love of acting. So, you know, I have a background in acting. I was a professional actress as well. Um, for years and uh, for television, commercial, film, theater, I've, I've did it all. Um, but I found myself coaching on sets um, more than wanting to be in front of the camera, um, was also pulled by directors and um, producers to coach on these sets. Um, and so that, that really, you know, um, opened up my love of coaching, um, not ever thinking that I could be a professional coach, but it just, it happened that way. And, and, um, a lot of the no's that I was given, um, always working for others uh, in this industry and not having uh, total control over what I was teaching, knowing that what I knew from experience wise was as legit as what I was being asked to, um, you know, either instruct or talk about just as either a professional actress or as a coach, because I did start off working at a school um, and teaching their curriculum. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, the, the long and short of it is I was, I'm, I'm continuously fueled by um, the constant, um, the constant proving that there is, there is um, the ability to create your own yeses and not to accept, no, you can't, or also um, it's done this way and this is the only way it can be done. 
where, where the world is ever adapting and evolving, especially in this industry, things are always changing. Um, and so I found a beautiful, um, a beautiful niche uh, within my area of Atlanta, Georgia and, and who I was coaching and uh, my followers told their followers who told their followers. And so, you know, by referral and word of mouth, um, my, my companies grew just because of the impact that I was um, exhausting and, and really still based off that foundation of um, you don't have to settle for what is uh, given to you. If, if it's not what you know that you deserve, you deserve more. So create your own. And I did, and I'm still creating, so. I love that. Uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes, because you mentioned the word control, is own nothing, control everything. Mm -hmm. And so in, in your world, I'm wondering, what do we lose? What, what type of control do we lose when we don't operate uh, from a business standpoint, when we enter into the world of entertainment, film, TV? Uh, what are we giving up by not having control? What type of control do we give over? Well, I think, and I can just speak as a black woman, um, you know, cause that's really every, every bit of my daily drive is, is being in that position as a black woman. Um, you give up the control of it's, it's not right now, just because we have a lot of decision makers that, um, that have the ability to choose, pick and choose who they decide to put in, in a corner. And, and if those individuals they know are gonna comply, um, even if it's not as impactful, but more so for um, the show of it all, um, and it's not truly impactful, then that's what we kind of give up as within our control. So I'll just say for me as an example, sometimes I have to play certain cards and I have to play them to a certain extent to get to a level where I know that I'm, I, they have to have me involved. Um, and most of the time that's because of my following and my students that are involved and their skill level and their education that I provide for them and, and their knowledge of, um, of what to expect, which most of the time, um, like I said, it's, it's of the idea that we have to we have to comply. When we think of when we think of films um, and as black actors, and I can speak because ninety percent of my student body uh, of hundreds of students are black, and um, and I make it my mission to make sure that we are choosing wisely what we decide to um, represent as far as our, our as acting and our characters and your capabilities. So. Um, you know, that, that just speaks to the level of skill that my students are. Uh, it's hard for casting and it's hard for, um, you know, certain markets of production to deny them of their skill level and their expertise because they are just that darn good. And they can, they have put their time in and they're knowledgeable and they're well-educated on what they can refuse um, as far as storyline and subject matter. And if, if I'm gonna be a part of this production, there's certain, there's certain things, certain scenes that I'm, I'm not going to um, um, elaborate on in a certain way that you guys have it written to benefit a certain flow or a certain energy of this production. And either you take it or you leave it. Um, and so where we find ourselves is, is with the rising 
desire for diversity in film and television, um, not just on an actor's level, but as a director level, producer level, um, and casting level, that they have to they have to respect what we are refusing um, to deliver anymore that is going to put us in a position where we feel less than or that we have to portray this particular image as black people. And, uh, and like I said, that comes from, I'm friends with many casting directors, black casting directors and directors and producers. And I'm highly, um, I'm, uh, highly respectful of them as they are teammates of mine uh, with my school. They constantly are educating my students and team up with me to do workshops and tell their story and be very honest. And this is across the board, um, different races, um, Indian, uh, white, just their versions and what they also are gonna stand by to make sure if they have anything to do um, with productions that they are guiding my students in that direction of, they're going to protect them from their end, you know, and stand um, to make sure we're, we're, we're um, setting the best image of ourselves. So I no. think to end, you know, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, to, to just circle back around to your first question is, is what do we have as far as control to give up? I'd say that's the biggest that's the biggest starting of that train I just took you down um, yeah. because we have to kind of play certain cards a little bit to get ourselves in and then we take a stand um, and don't budge. It sounds like uh, control of integrity to me. Mm -hmm. um, Very much. When, when I first heard about the, uh, the side of, for you where you're coaching, I was really picturing uh, just the acting side. But now as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing that this is a lot deeper than acting. This is really more of a, like a life coach type situation and business and strategic and uh, artistic expression. Am I understanding that correctly? You're absolutely right. I actually am certified as certified life coach through the Certified Coaching Alliance and the International Coaching Federation. And so I do intertwine a lot of my life coaching skills into the art of acting and teaching acting and actors. A lot of my students, um, you know, it's a big mix. A lot of my students are not actors. I actually have uh, individuals who come for the confidence and the speaking and the focusing skills. I have forensic scientists who, you know, may be rubbing elbows in acting class uh, along with, um, you know, lawyers and um, other public speakers. Um, outside of just actors, I have uh, filmmakers and directors and producers and casting directors that also take the class to rub elbows with the students and, and learn from the actor's perspective so that they can be better on their end in their positions. You know, for example, the, the directors that come to class, they wanna be able to understand what an actor, their mentality and what they have to go through and the work ethic that's involved in training as an actor. So they put themselves through the same training so that they can be a better director when it comes time for them to, do, to deal with actors. So, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a beautiful community that is being created here. I love that so much. As you built out this community, uh, what would you say was a surprising thing that you began to learn as you were building out your community? Uh, community? And also what was a, a, a huge challenge as you're building out your community? Yeah, so the, the surprising part of it is the, the power 
of empowerment. Um, and I learned that as a coach um, of many different, I mean, my, my student is very, my student class is very diverse, but I will say still 90% of my students are black actors, but I have um, white, Latina, um, Indian, all different, all different races. Um, is the power to empower actors or anyone that's in, in the class uh, on compromise and understanding each other, that it's way beyond acting that we have the power of actors to um, exhaust in storytelling uh, just within ourselves. But what I started to find in class was an understanding, you know, stories were being shared and told from their perspectives. And a lot of things were misunderstood. A lot of things when we talk about, you know, my white versus black students, and I may pair them with a scene from Crash, and they're having to um, talk about um, race. And to pair students that have, my white students that had no idea of emotionally how truly we have been oppressed or that we have, we have to, constantly demand um, respect and um, that we're, 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 you know, as a, as a people having to prove our worth overall. Um, I find it was very surprising that my white actors, majority of them um, empathized, not sympathy, but empathized and they started growing relationships um, and these are people that came to class that were married with children and, you know, they leave class with their, their life, but they kept in contact. It was more than just class that was happening. We were learning and um, hearing each other out and understanding each other on a different level. And so, you know, I have to say that was surprising to, to experience that I teach empowerment through the arts, but it's, so, it's such a selfless um, action when you are able to listen and not listen for the intent that you're going to get something out of it that benefits you, but for the intent that you are going to get something out of it that's going to benefit other people. Yes. And so, and so that was really surprising to me that I was able to catch on to that. And I solely focus on that opportunity every chance I get. And um, I have to say the, the challenge, um, your question was the challenge of the school. What was that? What was that question? Uh, the challenge that you may have found when you were building out this community and this network. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, whenever I get new re uh, referred students, um, they've always come from another foundation. You know, a, a, lot of, a lot of actors have learned from other locations or other teachers and, uh, I think the most challenging is when they come a, attached with, um, and I call it baggage, um, representation that is truly just about business, and um, and it, you know, trying to keep them guided in their like pool of who they recommend and refer. So when students are, when they come to me, it's because a friend or someone in acting, another acting class is talking about me. And when they get there, you know, it's, they have all these other exteriors that they're fighting. And so to, to keep them mentally um, 
okay and healthy, not making them feel like they have to choose one or the other, but know that you have to do what's right for you um, and your career. That has to be the biggest challenge because I never, there's never a, a tear down anyone else's is building um, to be the biggest building in the, in the city. You know, I just, my focus is being the biggest building in the city. I know you've heard that before. Um, and so everybody else has to kind of figure out what, what works for them and to create their own package. But I'd have to say, you know, when an industry professional um, that's on a certain status doesn't know um, of me or, or they may know of me, but I'm a competitor to who they've always worked with in the past and it's their direction. Um, that has to be the biggest challenge for me to just keep the talent healthy and and help guide them to make the choices that they want to make not based off of everybody else around them because the truth of the matter is I have connects too and on any any level and I've worked these past 13 years to make sure I've got producers in my pocket and directors in my pocket and, and agents in my pocket and casting directors so I've got equal amount of opportunity on this end you know for you as well but to not um put an actor or an artist in a, in a I have to choose predicament. I think that's the biggest challenge. I, I definitely understand. Um, I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know earlier in this episode, you mentioned being located in Atlanta. Both these cities have uh, put out these tax incentives uh, mm -hmm. for um, uh, film, uh, film uh, and TV. Uh, how big of an advantage is that being in Atlanta and um, them creating and being in Georgia, them creating uh, the right environment to actually put together these films? Mm -hmm. So are, we're talking current state, like with COVID um, that's happening or? I guess uh, pre-COVID and, and now as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a beautiful, it's, it's great for location. So we get all these beautiful tax incentives for location um, and productions are filming here. We're building studios here. Uh, the land is great, you know. Um, so we have all of these top caliber productions coming from Hollywood to film here. The tax incentives works great for those productions. Now, when it comes to talent, we have, because it's been three, four, you know, years um, giving talent a, a shot at it, the work ethic is different. And so I can speak on that because I teach nationally. Um, I have students in LA, New York, all over. And the work ethic is, is still not up to par to where productions are, are choosing Los Angeles or New York talent over the Atlanta talent um, simply because of the work ethic. Um, we are not... And, I, and I'm speaking just from my pool of students that I'm, I'm nurturing and educating and, and you know, elevating their studies and their level. We, we just have not had access. We've not had access to the type of, of hardcore skill building training that is required for these phenomenal masterpieces that are being created in productions from Lionsgate to you know, um, tell net, anything Netflix, um, Stranger Things, all these television series that are filming here on the Southeast side. So we've got some, we've got some work because while we have certain casting directors who are really rooting for us as Southeast talent, 
to book the lead roles and not just uh, supporting roles and day player roles or under fives, which is majority of what we're going to get cast. And that's like a big deal. You know, um, we're still in that stage. So the tax incentives starting out were great. And then we saw the quality of the productions, not so great. Mm. And so we had, we had productions pulling out of our, of our market because of the talent uh, or what was being produced. It just was, um, it was not, it, it was not, um, it just wasn't landing well. And it was a, it, it, and that was like a big conversation. Um, so now, even still to this day, um, having access to the breakdowns, we still, you know, we, we still get those day player roles. Um, the majority of us, we're going to get those seconds. They're not lead roles. Lead characters are still on these productions that are being filmed here on the east side, on the southeast side, are still going to be cast lead roles with the, the A-listers out in Hollywood. So that is, that's something that is a huge mission of mine to change that. We have to be undeniable. And so when you get an opportunity to audition for these roles or for these casting directors, you build the relationship with the casting director. So the casting director will feel confident enough to pitch you to the producers and executives of, you know, the films early on. See, most of the time when we get the breakdowns or when the agents get the breakdowns, they've already cast the lead roles and they've already done the casting of the lead roles in Hollywood. So we have to fight. We have to fight a little bit harder and we have to get our worth ethic up um, before, you know, the tax incentive starts helping us as being actors that are being hired on set. When you say work ethic, what goes into that? Is it simply... Uh, learning more about your craft and working with someone like you to make sure that you're learning that? Or is it learning the business? Is it all of it? When you say work ethic, what are you thinking in your mind? It is all of, it is all of the above. You're so right on it. It's all of the above. So not just working with a coach um, like myself and, and part of my academy is, in, is bringing in leaders. So I have recently, I just did a workshop with Bruce Nehan last week. And he is uh, SAG, SAG um, after he's part of the Producers Guild in Hollywood. He lives in Hollywood. Very well connected. He is, I mean, he's got four over, four, over 400 credits on his IMDb. And so Bruce knows a lot of people. And as a producer and a production advisor, the folks that were on that call with him that I, I orchestrate, I call it my perspective series, they not only got to hear his hustle, and the real process to it, not just, oh, this is me, these are my titles, this is what I've done. I think it's important for actors to know that worth that work ethic that they had to put in in order to get the title that they achieve and the level that they achieve. So for my students to learn from them and those perspectives and to also connect with them and to, he offered them all mentorship. So they can call him at any time. He gave his phone number to them. Mm. And they could call him at any time. He's sponsored. He's already sponsored two of my students. Um, he has a production company as well. That's he's 68 years old. He's been in the game for 50, you know, 50 years. Um, and so that production company of his, his is well established, and he sponsors and co collaborates with others. So.
but being well connected with individuals like that and understanding that there's so many more um, individuals that can help you with, you know, just get to know who is who and who knows you. Uh, that's important. You know, I have a buddy, his name is Art Strian. He's an award-winning filmmaker, a director. Um, he's also a writer and he's one that I'm co uh, building our film Academy in India with he's Indian American. And, uh, and I'm, I'm doing a workshop with him on Sunday with my students because they need to know from a writer's perspective, what they can do better as actors when it comes to auditioning and not manipulating scripts too much, or when you're on set, making sure that you understand and can comprehend what a writer is trying to deliver. And I think that's important as actors to know, which we wouldn't even think about outside. We think that, okay, it's, we read the, the letters on the page and we create the story within ourselves, but you know, everyone's title is, is got to be respected. And you just wouldn't know that unless you talk to a writer, a, 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 a established writer. And so work ethic comes from the addition of being educated, well-rounded education as an actor. And so that's not just coming to class weekly. You can't come to a three-hour class and that's three hours in a week that you put into your craft. That's nothing. You got to know who people are. And Art and I always talk about, you know, back and forth, um, you know, it's not just about what you know, it's not just about who you know, but it's about who knows you. And so when you, when you are able to connect with individuals that are able to put you in different, you know, opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have access through your agent or your manager, that's who remembers you. And through them, they continue to, you know, you can continue to network and build relationships and they can continue to pitch you other places or remind you that this is a great place to be. So in Hollywood, that's, that's what happens. Like people truly, and in New York as well, people are go-getters. Um, they're constantly like, they'll tell you, and, and I've sit in classes um, where, you know, just as a, as a coach and auditing, but I've sit in classes where I would see actors two and three times out the week just sitting in class and they wouldn't be performing. So I remember, you know, 2017, I was in Ivana Chubbuck's studio um, in Los Angeles. And I remember asking a young lady who I had saw there um, at least three times out the week for six hours each day, just sitting in the back, just taking notes, never performing. And I asked her, I said, you know, what, when are you going to perform? She said, oh, I'm I'm learning from everybody else. Like I, I'm, I'm absorbing and learning and, and taking notes from when the coach talks to the actors about this and that. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm training right now. I'm training just being there and being in the presence and not even performing. You see, so I think that we have, we have that sort of mentality we have to build that it's not just about when you can showcase what you can do, but it's about what can you absorb and consume and then figure out how you can apply it in other avenues outside of just acting classes or doing an audition and then being on set. That brings up a really interesting topic and I'm glad we've uh, started going down this, this road. Um, how often do you see people mismanage relationships? Cause it sounds like relationships is a huge part of this business. Probably every business is uh, closely related to relationships. How often do you see that where people are mismanaging those relationships and, you know, they came to just act, right, or however they see it, but really they mistreat people or they don't have those really great connections and then they wonder why their career isn't going where they want it to go. 
Mm-hmm. No, I, that's, it's so, it's so interesting because it's something a little bit funny, but you know, uh, it wasn't funny at the time. You know, I had folks, because I have accredited training, I'm accredited in the Chubbuck technique. And so I have folks who know that I'm on a certain agent's resource list, that if you train with them, this is a good, you know, this is who we suggest. And I'm on, I'm on multiple agents list. So I have tons of people all the time just reaching out because they want to get signed by the agent. They'll come to a class or two. Doesn't mean that you're fully grasping what I teach and that I can vouch for you if the agent reaches out. And I share this in class. Um, but I had, I had a couple of people just show up and um, they actually weren't even signed up for the class, kind of scooched their way in the class. I don't know how we let it slip through and put me on their resume. Well, of course, I had no evidence of them being in class from any chain of email or them, you know, paying for the class. And, um, and the agent reached out and says, hey, is this, is this your student? Because it's, it's not how you package them up. I know this is, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> right. And, and I would tell them, no, not one bit. You know, they came, they may have came to one class um, or that I have to be honest and say, you know, they kind of snuck in the class. I don't even have record of them paying for the class. Um, just to try to get in with that particular agent. So it's been tried many times and, and still to this day, you know, folks that don't necessarily know how close my relationships are with these agents here in the Southeast, they'll try it. So I, I'd have to say, that's one way you burn the relationship, especially with me, because you're not allowed back in my class being, you know, manipulative. I can't even trust you, you know, pairing up and rehearsing with someone if, you know, with this manipulative mentality, it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a difference between hustling and I get it. Not everybody can afford classes. And and that's why I have so many programs out there where I, I give free classes out away all the time periodically, especially with this new clubhouse thing. Um, I gave away a lot of, a lot of stuff through that recently. Um, But I, I, all of my staff are my students. Like I have a, I have 12 coaches now and all of them are my students. Um, My, my uh, school coordinator is a student of mine of two years. My class monitors are students of mine and they earn credit by being class monitors. So I always find a way to make sure that if you are dedicating yourself to our studies and you're able to constantly, um, you know, work towards your craft, I want to make sure I help you in any kind of way I can. And so all of my students, you know, are my employees. Um, even my nanny is my student. <laughs> so Ms. Del- Ms. Dolores Rogers, um, she is a retired veteran and she is the best nanny ever. Um, and uh, so, you know, in, in saying, um, you know, how you can burn bridges otherwise, I think, or um, burn those relationships is when you're not intentional. I think being intentional is the best way to network. Network is a really, it's, it can be, it's a really difficult thing if you, if you are not, um, if you're not mentally preparing yourself to absorb and see what you can truly get out of just being there and being present. You know, I was recommend to my students anytime before COVID, of course, there are networking events in the industry. Don't take your eight by 10 headshot and try to shove it. What industry professional is going to want to walk around with your eight by 10 under their armpit, you know? Right, right. Even business cards, like don't go with the intent to pass out 50 business cards. Um, Go with, you know, the intent to gain and learn and really build some conversation up and seeing who you, who you truly connect with. Like that's truly what networking is about. And then 
what happens majority of the time is they ask you, do you have a card on you or, or do you know, do you have an Instagram or most of the time now it's pull your phone out. Let's, let's follow each other on Instagram and business cards are kind of a dying breed, but you should still have one, you know? Um, But I think that that being intentional is like the biggest way to build the relationships. And the only way to um, that you could really hurt yourself as an actor is because we can smell it from a mile away is when you come in and it's all about what can we do for you? What you need and what, what can you suck out of us? We feel that we're human beings, you know, we feel that. So, um, and and that's on any, that's on any, um, any job position here in our industry. We all know when you're trying to get something out of us and then it's just for you, for your benefit, you know? Well, earlier on this episode, you, you, bring up a billion dollar question, a brilliant um, billion dollar topic. You bring up uh, Clubhouse mm-hmm. and how there's you know a really great opportunity there to network and how you've been working with potential students uh, on there. I've been on Clubhouse now for a month um, and I tend to uh, stay in, in the rooms where they're talking about uh, funding and access to capital and uh, closing the ra- uh, racial uh, wealth gap those are the kinds of uh, rooms I, I tend to go on on there. I'm wondering in your sector, uh, how is the funding uh, situation, especially with the changing of distribution um, in, in the current marketplace? Has ha, Are people still looking to fund projects? If they are, has it changed in the dynamics in which they're uh, trying to fund? I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but take it wherever you want to take it. Uh, but I'm just wondering the relationship between film, TV, and investors. What does that relationship look like right now? Yeah. So um, I'm in a lot of the same rooms that you're in. I'll just say that. That's Those are my favorite rooms to be in, um, to gain from those. I always like to say this. You never want to be the smartest person in the room. So right. make, making sure that I use that that time wisely to benefit um, benefit learning something. Um, I'd have to say that, you know, just during this time right now, um, a lot of the investors, uh, when it comes to filming projects, it's not, it's kind of scarce, I'll say, um, as a filmmaker myself, and, and I had to go the crowdfunding route, and I did that in the midst of, of COVID, um, well, we're still kind of in that, in that sector, but uh, right. June in June of uh, 2020, I launched my Kickstarter and it was actually by accident because I was thinking I preset a date and I ended up starting it on that day and I was like, okay, well there it is. And we ended up we ended up beating uh, winning it. We met our goal, which was a blessing, a um, lot of hard work. But um, you know, investors um, it, truly, if they if it's not if it's not a personal some sort of personal packaging that you can really, I, I think you have to work a lot harder to get them involved on the impact side of it. Like what is this film truly going to um, do long-term and the story behind it? Like I, I do find a scarcity of investors who are interested in just the sci-fi or just the horror, unless it's black sci-fi or right. black horror, because we we don't, we don't have a big, um, we don't have a big uh, area for that, especially right. or a superhero, you know, that's kind of like a new, when we're talking about black lightning and um, um, 
you know, the, the DC and Marvel world, uh, we, we don't have like a lead, lead um, following for that. So it's, I think it's time to create that. And, and that's what's of interest right now for investors. Um, but it's still very scarce just because money is going elsewhere and being, you know, um, um, you know, placed in, in, in other areas that's going to help them sustain. We just kind of don't know where everything's going within the next year overall, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have to say that a lot of the film, um, the film funding, like we would go to Sundance has a lot of resources, sundance.org and those film funding sites. If you go on there, a lot of them say not available right now or currently um, stay tuned uh, to be announced when we're gonna launch it back out. Um, we're just kind of in those times right now because of COVID. Uh, not to say it's not out there. You just gotta really dig and then your proposal has to be, like I said, very intentional. You should really do your research on the people who are over the investment group or um, the investor themselves before you just kind of blind write some sort of generic letter. Right. Uh, I highly recommend that. And that's, that's really truly how we got three big investors um, for the film that I'm gonna be doing in Africa and Ghana um, called Alyssa Travesty of Justice. We were set to film this past October. Of course, COVID kept me from mm -hmm. getting over there physically. Right. Now, um, we were supposed to be filming this month because it, it, we postponed it to February. Now we postponed it to June. We'll pray on that. Everything is all set and ready. Like I said, we have the funds, um, but but I I truly had to get my investors um, their hearts involved with what I was what we were trying to do with this film, and it was way beyond just the content of the film, um, which is a little bit of a narrative um, that we were focused on a narrative binding um, change there in, in Ghana filmmaking, that it's more than just what's the norm. We're, we're speaking messages and um, there's, there's true events and things that we're having to now because of uh, the recent war, we're having to manipulate a little bit. Um, just for safety, because we don't want to get over there and cause no ruckus. Um, but um, but yeah, so those investors, we really got them involved by them knowing that all of our all of our cast and crew, except for two actors, two actors that are my students, um, they're American actors. They're the only two that are going to be non-Ghanaian. Um, so all of the other actors are Ghanaian. Um, all of the extras and background that we're going to use as well. Um, in the location that we are filming in, Kumase, um, they, they, you know, everything is very rural. It's, you know, farm driven. Um, and so, you know, they don't have access to a whole lot. Electricity is like pretty much 5% on most of the majority of the time. All of our villagers and actors are going to be, or, or all of our actors and, and um, uh, background are going to be villagers. So they're going to be real native and their craft services, their transportation, they are all going to be paid. And, um, and that's who we chose. And I'm, st I stick by that, that that's who we chose to be a part of our production um, is, is being able to give back while we create together and to show the beauty of Africa. Um, and, and the investors were like loving that because, you know, in doing their research and the location and such, they saw that, you know, I think it's a um, hundred CDs in a month is, is good living, which is equivalent to 20 American dollars. Wow. 
And so, you know, we're going to be able to pay them 150 um, for them being on set with us for one or two days, 150 Ghanaian dollars. Um, feed them. We're going to bring in fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that to have as craft services so they're going to eat very well. Um, and yeah, so. That's, that's awesome. That, that made them want to get involved. <laughs> I love that. Um, I know we were talking about your coaching earlier. Have you ever got into coaching specifically uh, people who are interested in producing? Because that sounds like you're putting together a production. That sounds like a wonderful world to operate in as well, mm -hmm. uh, coming from a producer standpoint. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I have. It, so your question was, do I have people that come to me that are interested in producing with my Yeah, as a specific coaching Absolutely. Part? Okay. Absolutely, yeah, um, and and that's something still that I'm constantly learning because there's so many roles that a producer has. The executive producer is different from a line producer, so um, I'm I'm even being mentored here, um, starting next week with Christine Chen. She's the creator of Realism, uh, which is a book, a bestseller on equipment. Um, because I'm still learning all of those great, and I and I want to make sure the people that come and you know they seek my advice. I'm telling them correct and. And sharing with them, um, but no producing. I, I like to, I love the term impact producer. So yes. more than just the producer, we are, are um, you know, we're very conscious of humanity and we're very culturally responsive at the same time. And that's really my area. That's my sole focus is making sure that culturally we are ex extremely um, respected and respectful. When you were mentioning uh, filming in Africa, I think also you mentioned uh, India as well, yes. uh, where you're expanding. How much time are you putting into putting together this intercontinental uh, project? How much time is going into that? Every minute. <laughs> Every minute of the day. So I'm know. holding you up right now. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. No, this is part. This is beautiful because this is truly no. This is part of it. This is the every minute that I'm talking about. I have three beautiful children. My husband owns two businesses as well. Um, and and I talk with my students all the time who ask me, "How do you do it all? How do you manage? Like, what's your schedule look like?" And and some days, you know, my schedule is just get stuff done. If I can wake up in the day and just get some stuff done that I know is priority. And I know that I'm going to go to sleep with things that that are, didn't get finished, but I can do them, you know, the next day and not, you know, be at loss of anything. I'm happy. And right. it truly is. It, it truly is an all day thing. I'm currently enrolled um, for my master's right now. So I'm a full time student at ASU as well, Arizona State University. And, and You're busy ethnic studies and um, sustainability right now is is where my mind is and philosophy. Um, I have a philosophy class as well. And um so it's nonstop, it's nonstop. So, and, and making sure that, um, you know, I, I think my biggest, my biggest thing on that is to make sure that I'm continuing to practice everything that I'm instilling in my students and when people seek my advice that I'm practicing exactly what I'm, I'm telling them that they should be doing and, and need to be doing and keeping them on track with things. Um, it's tough, it is, it is tough, it's challenging but it's not not doable and um, and it's not not fulfilling it's very fulfilling. Right. and it's um it's it's life so you you know taking advantage of every single day every single minute is is what is happening 
So before we let people know how they can partner with you, how they can collab with you, how can they invest in you? Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the fulfillment part. What is the most rewarding part about putting together these intercontinental projects, working with your students? What is what is the rewarding part of it? Because I know you're saying there's the work in, involved and it's a daily, uh, a daily grind, but what's the rewarding part of it for those who may be interested in, in entering into this sector? Yeah. Um, you know, the rewarding part, I think exterior wise outside of me um, is going to be the impact and the, the ability uh, for people to do what they love and, and to really recognize when they're being, being guided into um, or down a path that is not going to be fulfilling and that they're not going to find um, gratitude every day within in their daily going down that path. So if I can, you know, the rewarding part is knowing that if, if, if the amount of students that I work with, if I can continue to feel that they are not wasting away their days or being, you know, manipulated um, from just all the, the rubbish that life will throw at us and they can stay mentally focused and um, mindfully growthful, that is the most rewarding that I, you know, I feel that I gain um, from the exterior, from the interior. Um, the reward within myself is knowing that my children are watching me and knowing that my children are going to be able to, long after I'm gone, still hear the essence of what I stand for, why I stand for it, why it's so important for me because of them because this, everything that I do is to set that, that foundation for my children, for my three kids. And, um, and if I can leave every single day knowing that they see me, that they respect it, but that also they're learning and they're being equipped right now with how to navigate this world, I'm going to die very peacefully. And, wow. uh, and so that I, I feel over everything is, is the reward. Very deep, very deep. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. How can people collaborate with you? Where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, just let us know everything that we can do in order to support, support what you're working on. Awesome. Well, if, if we're um, looking for the school, um, you can find me at coached by Jonna Johnson and Jonna's J-O-N-N-A Johnson.com. Artistic Heights Academy Inc.com is the is the full curriculum academy. Um, and then you can email me at johnsoncastings at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jonna Johnson One, on Twitter at Jonna Johnson One, on Facebook at Jonna Johnson17. I love it. I love it. And uh, any final words uh, for those who are uh, looking to, I guess we'll stick with those who are looking to become uh actors in the in the um in the in your sector um any words of advice for them before they reach out and begin this journey because uh, i know there is a huge buzz of people who want to uh get into the field and become uh the best actor ever mm -hmm. um any words of advice for them before they uh begin that journey yeah, I'm going to say, um, listen, listen to yourself, listen to yourself. It's not, um, when this is in you, this passion of the craft and the artistic, um, 
creativity that you know you go to sleep with and you wake up with and the idea it it literally will haunt you until you you take action on it um listen to yourself Mm -hmm. listen to your gut get enrolled in some sort of school if it's not mine do some sort of fun improv um exercise that the, the best that you can but also know that only you are going to be able to make all of what you desire come true. You know, we have other people that support us and we have a a lot of beautiful family and friends. If you have that in this industry, a lot of times it's the opposite um, that support uh, the artist, but those still, they are your cheerleaders. And we, while we respect them, they can't run the race for you. So you have to be the one to take the first step and um, take action and don't waste another day. Don't, don't waste time trying to decide whether you should take action or not. Um, just do it. And that, that's not just with acting, that's with anything, filmmaking, um, you know, producing, writing even, you know, know that there's tons of resources out there. Find the resources. There's a lot of free stuff online right now because of COVID. Take advantage of that, learn, you know, do, do as much study as you can, um, mingle with people as much as you can through Zoom, do seminars, a lot of free seminars, um, and just get involved. Go ahead and get involved. And the rest, let that just kind of unfold for you. Thank you so much for joining us on our Black Founder Series. Thank you for reaching out to us. The doors are open. If you want to come back and continue this conversation, if there's ever ever any new initiatives, we look forward to speaking with you and watching this film uh, that you're about to produce and put together. I'm really excited uh, about this. And hopefully I'll bump into you on Clubhouse, maybe in an impact investing room. uh, And we can uh, uh, really listen to each other and and, uh, share our stories. I look forward to it. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.